coming up next on the Kingdom Voice. Power is not just for power. That one of the first things that God taught David was that power was for purpose. That when you pursue your purpose and your life is in alignment with your purpose, power comes. The following broadcast by the Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners. Dr. Carson teaches the power of the kingdom in its original Jewish context that will revolutionize and transform your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the kingdom voice. So in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes and... Uh, as a mighty rushing wind and fills everyone that's in the room and they run out of the room speaking in glossolalic speech the tongues of angels and the tongues of men and they're accused of gibberish and drunkenness and Peter stands and he says we're drunk which means we're intoxicated we're under the influence but we're not under the influence of alcohol. We're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So now Peter tells them what's happening. He then stands and preaches the first New Testament sermon and the opening and inaugural entrance into the New Testament church. The church is born during his sermonic presentation. And his text was Joel 2 and 28. <clears throat> and his text is, his sermon title is, This is That. This, what you see, is that which the prophet Joel spoke of. And he says that God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. That's what you are witnessing. It's a new dispensation. It's a shift. It's an adjustment. God is doing something new. And so Peter says, and in this dispensation, you're going to see classism, sexism, and racism broken by the power of the Holy Spirit because he's going to pour his spirit out on men and women and servants and so the Holy Spirit will indiscriminately use anyone who's available it doesn't matter what your gender is, your race is. It doesn't matter what your income is. The Holy Spirit comes to bring us on one page, one accord. And so he says then, in this dispensation, three things will move kingdom people and becomes the basis of their power. He says... Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have visions. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. These
these are power pieces. See, because where there is no vision, y'all don't like me tonight. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint or they are undisciplined, which means visions have the power to keep you disciplined. So that somebody said there's power in a vision. See, that's the reason that you can't do what God has called you to do when you don't have vision. Paul said in Acts 26 and 19, while on trial for his life, he says, Oh, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the what? <laughs> to the heavenly vision. The Bible said when God was ready to deal with Abraham in Genesis 15, the Bible says, and the Lord came to Abraham in a, in a vision. Kingdom people understand that power is for purpose. Power is not just for power. I shared yesterday in upper room that one of the first things that God taught David was that power was for purpose. That when you pursue your purpose and your life is in alignment with your purpose, power comes. David was a young shepherd boy that had a dysfunctional life, childhood, but he was given the task to watch the sheep. And one day, a lion came and tried to kill one of the sheep. And David killed the lion. David rose up and had the power to kill something that was greater than him. So God gave him Power for purpose. The purpose was David engaged in the conflict and the battle with the lion because the lion was threatening his purpose. His purpose was to care for the sheep. And so God gave him power to protect the sheep, which means power is always attached to purpose. You don't get power for nothing. You get power to do. When the bear came and attacked the sheep, David saw the sheep in trouble again. He rose to his assignment. He was a shepherd. The sheep were being attacked. He went. He didn't run. He went and he fought the bear in order to free the shepherd because the only hope the sheep had was the shepherd's help. And when the shepherd David chose to stand and execute his purpose, God gave him power to overcome the bear. Power is for purpose. Not to brag about how powerful I am. When I walk in a room, a demons tremble in fear because I'm here. Well, vision is where, is where power and purpose meet. Then dreams. Your young men, your old men 
will dream dreams. Dreams and vision are essentially the same, but they take place in different states. So, but when we hear the older men having dreams, when you look at Joel's prophecy, it was the reciprocal. It was the older men having visions and the younger men having dreams. But now it's the younger men having vision and the older men having dreams. So I like to see here is that in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, fathers of the faith, mature men and women give affirmation to younger men and women. So it's the power to affirm without feeling threatening about the next generation. We're not threatened by the millennials. We're not threatened by the generation Z's and and etc. We have the power, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, we look at younger generations and we say, let's help them. There are some things we've lived through. We're not threatened by younger people, we affirm them. So that takes a power so that you don't have generational conflict. Get out the way, old man, or get back, kids. You don't know nothing, you're still wet behind the ears. So it's the power to have intergenerational blessings. Look to your neighbor and say, you need a spiritual father. You need a spiritual mother. Oh, now say it better than that. My God, you don't, that don't sound like, come on, say, I need a spiritual father. I need a spiritual mother. See, you need someone that has experience with a vision, but now they're dreaming. You need that affirmation. And then the third thing that we see is your sons and daughters shall prophesy. He says, I'm going to pour my spirit out on your kids. I'm going to pour my spirit out on your children and they're going to prophesy. They're going to prophetically speak. They're going to speak illumination. They're going to speak dispensationally. They're going to speak affirmationally. We're not talking about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy. We're talking about the office of prophecy. The office of a prophet. Your sons and daughters will be able to help. Now, this is powerful. Your old men will help young men with their vision and their ability to dream because they've once walked in vision and now your sons and daughters are going to prophesy to both generations and tell you what they see God doing. We're not talking about people just generating funds 
for a prophecy, which is a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. We're talking about those like Agabus who can, who tried to tell Paul, don't go to Rome because I see when you go to Rome, they're going to kill you. I see you tied in chains and this, that, and the other. Paul said, thank you, prophet. Philip, I think it was Philip or who had the daughters that prophesied. We need prophecies. We need prophetic people. I was watching the movie last night, Hercules. Not that one. <laughs> you know, black people, every time you mention Hercules, black people, Hercules, not that one. That's Nutty Professor. Now, <clears throat> I was actually watching Hercules. And Hercules had a guy that was with him that was a prophet. And every time Hercules would go to battle, he would ask that guy, he say, are we going to win or lose this battle? And then he would say something like, the gods are for us today. Now, he, every time Hercules went into a situation, he would ask him, what is it going to be like for us? And the guy was right on every time, but except for himself. And that's exactly how God works. He'll let you see other people's life, but not your own. I ain't got time to talk about that. But sons and daughters who prophesy are necessary for the next dispensation. They have to help us see. Now... This is a dispensation, the kingdom of power. So Luke 24 and 49, post-resurrection, Jesus has a conversation with his disciples who are about to become apostles. So they're going to move from a dispensation. They're going to have a dispensation shift that before they become apostles, they were first disciples. Let me say this to you. Every apostle has to be discipled first. And you say, well, it wasn't for Paul. No, that's not true. Paul went away three years to be discipled. And when he came back, he tested his doctrine with the apostles. That's, it's right in Galatians chapter 1. And then he went away 14 more years. Paul's three years of being educated, being enlightened by the Holy Spirit. He knew the letter, but he didn't know the spirit. That's where we get the concept of seminary from. Seminary is a three-year program, 90 hours. We get it from Saul's shift as an apostle. So, Paul talks more about doctrine than anyone. So the disciples are about to shift from being Talmudim. 
they're about to shift from being a torment, a disciple, to being apostolic. They were students of Jesus. They were adherents of him. They subscribed to his teachings and his way of life. But now they are trained biblically, and we would say in the 21st century, theologically. They've had their, the, they've had their seminary experience like Saul. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind. We provide biblical education with an emphasis on the kingdom of God. This school will assist ministry leaders as well as the average person get an affordable and quality education that they can actually use. And you'll get the tools you need to thrive and impact lives now and for generations to come. Start your kingdom journey today at ktseminary.com. That's ktseminary.com. So apologetically, they understood the scriptures, but they still were not ready for the next dispensation. Understanding the Bible alone doesn't prepare you for the kingdom. John, the baptizer, he understood the scriptures, but he didn't have power. He had boldness, he had prophetic fervor, but he didn't have the internal possession of the Holy Spirit. He even said it in his own proclamation. He said, he that comes after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now fire is not like fire. Fire is judgment. So I said, oh. I don't want no fire. Now, So, then we have the apostles having to make a shift from apologists, biblicists, to now the apostolos, the sit ones they were first the students now God says it's time for the student to become now the teacher in the dispensation of the kingdom the ecclesiastical opportunity of each believer being able to use their spiritual gift and testimony to extend the kingdom is now available. But Jesus tells them in Luke 24 and 49, am I teaching well? Is this? He says, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I can't tell you how many New New Testament believers that have gotten burned out and sitting on the sideline because of their anxiousness. They went out to do a task before they had the power to do it. Your your eagerness and your excitement can cause you 
to experience a failure that you may not be able to bounce back with. Jesus said, you know the, you know the teaching. I taught you three and a half years. But there's something else out there. This is not an intellectual exercise. This is not about, this is not about who knows the Bible the best. This is not about I know my stuff. This is about you have an opponent out there that if you don't have the power in here, he will eat your lunch. So he tells them, after training them three and a half years, don't go out there until you are clothed. In duo is the root of the word, clothed, empowered by the spirit. Well, Lord, where are we to get this spirit? Go tarry in Jerusalem. Be patient. Sometimes we get new Christians, new kingdom citizens, and they're eager and they're anxious and their anxiety caused them like, I want to get involved. I want to get active. I want to get active. And we have people here now in ministry that got involved in internal ministries where you didn't have to f- have a direct battle with the devil. You had to have an indirect de- battle with the devil. So when you're working internal ministries, you have an indirect uh, battle with the devil. What do you mean by that? That's because you're dealing with the people that still have a corrupt nature. It's just not predominant in their life. See, when we got saved, God did not obliterate our own nature. He just gave us power over it. And so when dealing with the saints, you still got to have the Holy Spirit or or you're not going to be able to handle their sanctification. Everybody in here is being sanctified. And unfortunately, some of our sanctified issues get on each other's nerves. And so you still got to have the Holy Spirit to a certain degree to deal with each other. Look to your neighbor and tell them, you know, I got to have the Holy Ghost to deal with you. Come on, come on. I'm like, you mean, you know, I wouldn't be your friend if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. Thank God. I know you wouldn't be mine either, but hey, the reason we hanging and we making it, it's not because we like each other's ways. It's because we have the Holy Spirit and we're not anxious and we're patient with one another. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Don't leave the church because of me. Don't let me run you away. Don't stop God's future for your life because of me. I'm on the potter's wheel. I'm not what I'm going to be. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God has in store for me. Look to your neighbors. I don't look nothing like I will look. But you don't understand, I don't look nothing like I used to look. (laughs) Oh, God in heaven in this place. So, so he tells them, so he tells them, don't you go out there 
don't you go out there trying to defend me because you saw me post-resurrection. Because you ate with me. You saw me walk through doors. I taught you 40 additional days about the kingdom. But don't you go out there until you be clothed with power. What is Jesus saying? Wait for the next dispensation. This is what my opening comment is. I believe we've stepped back in the 21st century into the last dispensation and we've become irrelevant in our dispensation. What an awesome, wonderful message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson. I know that you were blessed and that you were transformed by that powerful word. If during the course of that message, you heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you want to make a decision today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I invite you to do that right now. It will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now acknowledging that I'm a sinner in need of grace. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Dear Jesus, come into my life. All that I am, all that I'm not, all that I have, I give to you. Now, Lord Jesus, be my king, be my Lord. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. I thank you, dear Jesus, that I am born again. Amen. Congratulations. You have made the best decision in your life, guaranteed. We want to connect with you. If you said that sinner's prayer, let us know. Connect with us at therockwoi.com right now. We want to get you connected to a faith community and help you grow in your walk with God. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the Kingdom Voice and senior leader of the Rock World Outreach International. I would like to invite you to an extraordinary worship experience with God every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4101 Broadway Street in Houston, Texas. You will experience powerful praise and worship, a friendly atmosphere, ministry for the entire family, and a life-changing word that will draw you closer to God. Then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., join us for our Signs and Wonders Miracle Service at our Edgebrook campus located at 9321 Edgebrook. If you're in need of a miracle or breakthrough in your life, The Rock is the place to be Sundays at 6 p.m. Lastly, find me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we understand the Bible with Dr. Dana Carson. In this Bible study, you will discover a greater understanding of scriptures and how they apply to your life. If you're not in Houston or the Houston area, you still can connect with us online through YouTube, Facebook, or our website at therockwoi.com. Get ready to experience the power of the kingdom. And I look forward to worshiping with you. 
If our message has been a blessing to you and you would like to support Dana Carson Kingdom Ministries in South Africa, please donate to Carson Consulting Group at NedBank, account number 102-151-3091. Thank you for your support. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministries.